In past experiences, we have mentioned how useful it is to utilize all of your life experiences to further your growth with this philosophy. But what about entertainment like sports or movies? These are often seen as a waste of time. But as it turns out, if you are present, there is a lot of information to be gained about your internal status in areas where emotional suppression is evident. This episode also offers something new, a shorter format. With us having focused on the broader concepts in past shows, we will likely use this shortened version to touch upon more concise topics, to be more specific in more specific situations. We will utilize both types of shows as needed per topic, with the consideration that this may allow us the opportunity to release shows with more frequency. I can hear everybody cheering right now for more shows. But now, two things you never thought would be in the same sentence with consciousness, sports and entertainment. Let's journey. Wise with Aaron and Alexander uncovering our authentic self through self-awareness conscious communication and emotional responsibility Alexander in the past we've talked about how important it is to utilize everyday life everyday occurrences to take the opportunity to practice doing this work uh, practice doing this philosophy and recently we've had the opportunity to sit down together and actually watch our two favorite uh, football teams play and we did it in a sort of a conscious way where we we didn't just watch watch it for an entertainment value but we also got a lot uh, out of it energetic exchanges watching how players interacted on the field and and things like that yeah so i did want to touch base at the beginning here that we we're going to be using uh, um as Aaron Hughes uh, mentioned a football uh, experience but this can be utilized through any uh, drama tv or action tv or any play it can really be utilized in any uh, opportunity in life and that's the importance of this particular podcast is to point out that this work needs to be practiced um daily and become more of like a lifestyle then saving it up to try to really just utilize it in a very extreme uh, situation. It is just like in sports. It is the the players that practice the basics over and over to the point that it becomes habitual. They're the ones that normally excel in those areas, but they continue to practice those basics. And that's the way we want to break down in this uh, podcast today is an example of this. I used to take uh, sports events way too seriously, and it would ruin my day. It would ruin my week. And I recognized this over 15 years ago, and I put myself in timeout for 10 years from watching any sports or playing any sports. I didn't do anything competitive. I didn't watch anything competitive. 
because I wanted to get away from that energy and see what just getting away from that. And I was working on my uh, feminine side anyway and developing uh, skills that I utilize in my work now. And so I've just re-entered that realm in the last few years of entertaining some uh, sports again. and But it's from a very different uh, perspective now. There's no attachment there. And I only invest in things that I'm, you know, uh, personally involved in. So as far as teams, it's, it's nice to feel that camaraderie and feel part of like that joy and watching those people experience that joy. But when they go through the negative of the loss and the heaviness of that, I'm not really interested in carrying any of that because it is just entertainment. That's what it's for. And some people take this stuff way too seriously. But even entertainment can be utilized, um, you know, to practice this philosophy. And that's what I really enjoyed. Uh, we kind of um, experienced the game from a different perspective than maybe uh, typically a game would be experienced, would you say? Yeah, it, it was it was cool, and, and we've talked about this stuff in the past where we've used sports as an example as far as uh, if somebody has something emotional going on in their lives, they they could be more susceptible to a certain injury in a certain part sure. of their body. But overall, I enjoy sports, especially now, uh, kind of being more conscious while watching it because you can see the where the energy goes in the game, and it, it's cool to see that because uh, the momentum can shift, and a team that may not have been playing well and may be overmatched can all of a sudden have way more energy and utilize that to overcome uh, and and become the the stronger team. Yes, and and you can see it, like you say, you can actually see, and they do call it momentum, but they're talking about a subtle energy, and and players buy into that, and that's where inspiration comes from. And the weight of, you know, falling behind. So, again, we want to bring in that from the perspective of this philosophy, it is to whatever extent you experience one emotion, the so-called positive, then just be willing to pay that in experiencing the so-called negative when when they lose. And that's what most um, entertainment is about, is, is that that tug of war between the thrill of victory and then the agony of defeat, so to say. But there is a way to, as we're discussing, to utilize it, to not go into those deep um, emotions and just pay the cost for them, but how to actually utilize them to, to grow and to de- actually desensitize yourself to these types of situations and these emotions to where we want to recognize that the sporting event or the drama or the uh, action movie that you may be watching or even a play somewhere or an opera, anything like that, it that ignites your emotions, is giving you an opportunity to use the wise wise and to go inside and say, hey, why is this affecting me this way? What is the association from my past? And that begins to open up a doorway to actually utilize that external entertainment to open a door internal. And um, this is a, a great subject to bring up. I think it's a good time to bring it up, and I think people are ready for it. So let's pause for a second and bring in uh, one of the pillars, which is everyone is your teacher. And so what we basically say there is observe people and how they interact with each other 
because you can learn from that. And so how would you say entertainment or sports comes into play with this? Yeah, so, you know, the point of doing and practicing this philosophy is the ability to get to a third-party vision to where you're not directly involved. That way you're out of preference and you're able to see it more clearly. So when you're, using, when you're watching a TV show or, like I said earlier, going to an opera or a sports um, show, you can you know, utilize how it's affecting you on an emotional level and then go internal with that and say, you know, why am I allowing this to affect me? So there's, there is two different you know, types of emotional reactions that we're talking about here. One is where you're directly involved to where someone may you know, call you a name or, or pass judgment on you, and you have to deal with that in that situation. But this one is more talking about how to utilize external situations to where you're already the third party. And that could either be in person, like at a live sporting event, or it can be in watching it on TV. And how it's affecting you. Just understand that a big difference between being there live or watching it on TV is whether you're involved in the group energy, so to say. And that's part of that momentum that you talked about earlier because fans are such a big part of that. And that's why home field or home court advantage is such a real thing. It's like having an extra player on the team. And it does um, affect a lot of players differently whether they're playing at home or not. So in these situations, you know, when you can see it from a third party and see and dissect how it's affecting you and connect it with something in your past, you can actually, you know, relieve the pressure of the pressure cooker, the emotional pressure cooker, which when we relieve um, things from the past, it gives us more room to deal with things in the present. And so our vessel is more clear so that I like to say we have more patience. We, we take things more in stride and we're less reactionary. We're more responsive and less reactionary. And that's, uh, you know, as long as we can stay out of judgment. See, we, that's where preference comes in. And we mentioned in the pillars, you know, live in non-preference. And that's a topic that, that uh, doesn't mean that you don't have any preferences in this world is that you don't allow that preference to stand in your way of seeing something conscious. For example, if someone comes and offers me broccoli for dinner and I happen to like green beans better, I'm not going to just stand up and say, no, I want green beans or I'm not eating. I'm going to carry the non-preference to go, oh, I like green beans better, but I am happy to have this broccoli today. So, see, our preferences sometimes can dictate so much of our internal reactions and the need to defend and try to force our energy on other people. For example, what we experienced, you know, watching the football game and these being our teams, uh, individual teams playing against each other, you know, the, uh, the very first, you know, intention from my standpoint, of course, was to have a good time and that neither one of us is involved on these teams, so we're not going to take it, you know, too serious. And I think you were able to, you know, sink into that energy really easily, and we've both carried different levels of passion, so to say, for, you know, those teams or the different sports throughout our past, and we've both worked on that at different levels. Uh, so, you know, share a little bit of, like, your experience of, like, what was maybe different for, for you in this viewing than uh, the past in general or viewing it with somebody, especially somebody with an opposing team? Well, 
for a while, I also uh, would emotionally react or be too emotionally invested in the outcome of a sport of a sporting event that I that I wanted to watch. And over time, I, I guess uh, you know this is before I knew any of this work. I've just been disappointed so many times that I was tired of feeling that way and letting it dictate my life. So I would I would unknowingly. Uh, taper back my expectations and not go in thinking that my team is going to win, but just go in being like, you know, maybe they have a chance, but so dissipating the passion. Exactly. And I do want to bring out here that this is, this is connected to anyone that, you know, watches TV dramas once again. Mm -hmm. So, so don't just relate this only to that. We're talking about sports. It is really any type of entertainment and being invested in the outcome and being invested. Yeah. yeah, in something that you have absolutely no control in no way, shape or form. Um, That's very important to remember. Yeah. And, and so in the past, I mean, even uh, your favorite team is also my brother-in-law's favorite team. And I remember uh, they met in like the playoffs years ago and, and I bought a bottle of champagne in hopes that my team was going to win. And at the end they didn't win. And so my brother-in-law like did a dance, you know, a victory (laughs) dance and, you know, it didn't feel good. And I, I felt let down, but yeah, I was tired of feeling that way. And so uh, of course, when my team wins, it's not. I don't allow myself to be so outpouring of energy and like rubbing in people's faces because I know the other side of that coin. Yes, and that's a big thing to point out that that on this uh, emotional pendulum swing, so to say, this is the emotional responsibility to understand that however high you go with that excitement, with that passion, when they win is just the how determines how low you go when they lose, so to say. And you're explaining well that you were getting tired of that that seesaw effect. And this is uh, the whole purpose of investing our emotional energy into external situations. You've mentioned that in a past uh, podcast, and I've adopted that perspective or or I've thought to myself to look for that in everyday situations that pendulum swing and man I I mean I can even trace back to my other parts of my life where I felt kind of unpredictable to some people and maybe it was self-judgment uh projecting my my self-judgment uh in the eyes of others of how others perceived me Mm -hmm. but I did not like when I could feel myself being so unpredictable with having high swings of emotional uh, states. And so I can almost maybe see that as a, a source in, in sports where maybe a team gets too happy where they when, when they win. And maybe that's why they're so unpredictable from week to week because they take the highs too high. And then right. the, and, the and I've low. seen, you know, certain teams or certain dynasties that regulate that. And don't allow their players to celebrate uh, to a certain extent, and they carry that consistency. There's a more, uh, there's a whole lot more of a consistency, where normally the more flamboyant the celebrator or the team celebrates, then you know they there's a cost uh, to pay, and it's you know it's not something that can necessarily be proven. It's just something I suggest to just observe and watch that, and it's. It's great to be in the flow of that river when it's so-called good, but then, you know, it's so heavy when it's not good. So, you know, it's important to interject here that I'm not talking about being or even suggesting any way of like um, being numb. It's a matter of that your outward expression does not determine your level of joy. 
All of this that we are looking to experience is an internal thing that shouldn't need any measure. But many times we need or we've been trained to think that we need to show this this joy, this excitement. And what that is doing is it dissipates the energy. You're throwing it away rather than just um, harnessing it. And so in the past, I was in a conversation with someone and they said, Alexander, you're just always so blah. And they kind of did their hand in a straight line. And I said, blah, that's interesting because there's a party going on inside of me right now. So uh, I'm sorry that you misconstrued that, but there's no interest of mine to go to these super highs and to go to the super lows. I've been to the super lows and I've been through the super, some super highs as well. And that is, you know, that's part of life, but part of like growing up and becoming a true conscious adult is learning to regulate that pendulum swing some and all of the greats that so many that I've studied, they carry this consistent energy. And there's, so there's a consistency that once you harness, um, like I said, that joy or that feeling of elation, you don't have a need to be recognized for that or need to share it with anybody. You're going to radiate it. And so that's why I say, you know, people shine your light, but only give away your radiance. Radiate that out. But don't just cause the energy vampires, people that sometimes they don't understand, but they love plugging in to certain people because they get energized and then they leave and the person's drained. This happens to a lot of beautiful uh, caretakers and people that really have loving hearts as they give, 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 and then they're depleted. And you can't blame the so-called children for coming and wanting more candy. And that's what I call like good energy is like candy to a child. It just attracts them in. So, you know, utilizing these, whether it's an external TV show or say you're somewhere in public and you see like maybe a couple um, communication breaking down, you know, if you can stay out of judgment, then you can assess and you can learn something. And you may see like an action that the male does that makes the female shut down. And you, when you don't judge that, you can just go note uh, if I want to communicate with someone, uh, especially a female, I want to make sure I don't do that action because that was harsh uh, to that person. And see, that's staying out of judgment, and it's utilizing everything that's in your view to better yourself, to help yourself, um, not to think that you're better than that or that you won't do that. Because many times, here's a little fun uh, secret game to play. The next time that you pass some judgment on somebody, just go ahead and mark it down in your calendar and see how long it is before you come to someone giving you a similar kind of judgment. And that's the way that that energy works. So normally judgment of people are going to judge you no matter what you do. If you're around them long enough, they're going to find something to judge you for. And I found that if you just accept that about certain people and going about your business, once again, if it's not affecting you, when you get to a point where it doesn't affect you because you know who you are, you stand in your power, then they will stop that and they'll go do that with somebody else. They won't stop it completely. They'll just find somebody else to do it to. And this is the way that we work on the subtle energy realm to stop bringing in things that frustrate us or bother us is to get to a point that to utilize everyone and everything as our teacher and to realize that it's just helping us to step more into our power. 
because when we're offended by something that somebody says or does, it just means that we're not clear in who we are. Because when you're clear in who you are, you're more accepting of the way that others are. Yeah, so I wanted to just bring it back to what you were talking about with not celebrating uh, so much on the high end. And uh, so this could go to a player or a fan who who celebrates when their team wins. There's a saying, uh, act like you've been there before. Right. And, and because the person who is celebrating and maybe doing things to brag about it is going to attract the, uh, you know, attention to yes. that where people are going to maybe come at them with the opposite energy. Yes, because um, uh, wonderful Jalaluddin Rumi has a poem that says, um, why the frown? And he says, for those that mean harm won't recognize me. Because, see, we don't just attract what we want. We attract what we need. And sometimes what we need is in direct conflict with what we want. And so this is just a deeper level of the the true energy of manifestation that is very complex um, topic. And we do we break it down and, you know, and describe it. That there's many different ways to manifest. And it's really an individual thing. And the human design in the cards really help to to reveal, you know, how that is. But many times, even when it's revealed, people still have resistance and some people don't want to accept uh, the way that they're designed. And I think that's so funny because lots of people don't want to accept the way that they look or the way that they sound. And this creates so much uh, distress in one's life. And that's why uh, acceptance is such a big part of this work. And acceptance, once again, doesn't mean condoning. It's just the first step to change is through acceptance. So let's go back to uh, more of an entertainment show or film. So if somebody's watching that and uh, maybe like a main character dies, and so somebody who's watching, if they're so emotionally invested in the show and they have like their favorite characters, that could really affect them on multiple levels, not just because they also feel a loss. Sure. Yes, and, and I think that that's the point is to, in, in a TV show, it's very similar to um, we've gone through very different levels of death in our lives, uh, Aaron and I, and I've been through an extreme amount of it, and Aaron hasn't gone through a lot. So when we, when we talk about this subject, we accept that we're, we're coming from very different meanings of this word because of the different experiences. And that's, I do want to point out that meanings of words are truly based around that, not Webster's Dictionary. It's based around a person's experience. So, yeah, so, you know, somebody can be so emotionally invested into a character, and then I've heard people just watch, stop watching complete shows because their character, you know, got taken off the show. And that's a good opportunity to practice what it's like when somebody in real life dies because there's not another show. You don't just get to go to another show. You have to deal with that. And in that situation, more than likely what's happening is that character reminds a person of someone in their life or someone they want to be. And that when that character dies, then they'll either never be that or it they lose the association from the person in the past. So that character you know, in in the way that we're discussing how to make it useful, in losing that, anytime we experience loss, it gives us our opportunity to either focus on what we lost or to focus on what we had. And to have something is uh, so much more of a gift than to never get to experience it, even if you have it for a small amount of time. And there used to be a saying that it's better to have loved and lost than never to have loved. 
And that's not necessarily true because the person that didn't love doesn't know what they're missing. But I do like to uh, follow that direction that having that opportunity to have the experience is, is worth taking. And so in that situation where the character dies and the first step is to accept that, okay, the show's going to be different now, but I need to focus on who that reminded me of or what inspiration that was giving me and not let that die. Similar to where someone in your real life dies and they're a deep loved one, you can honor them with taking that, that energy and making yourself stronger, making you succeed in areas where you've been weak before and use that as an, as an incentive. Or you can just choose the, you know, the perception of what's it all for? It's all just temporary, blah, 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 blah. And that is the one free will we have is the freedom of that choice. But to just, uh, you know, get upset at the show, stop watching the show, just go find another show and then talk, uh, you know, to friends and colleagues about the, your judgments of that show. More than likely, you're sharing just constant negativity and energy and no, none of that energy is being useful when all of that is affecting you due to more than likely something in your past that is worth looking at and working toward releasing or changing the vibration or your perception of it. Because once again, when we change our perception, we change the energy, the way it's being delivered, the way it's being developed, and the results or the manifestation of it. But that first step is the consistency of the perception of how one chooses to look at it and then express it to others. And this doesn't always have to go back to negative emotions. Uh, you know, art was formed probably to essentially inspire humankind to to go off and do glorious things. So so there is the other side of it where uh, a show or, or a movie could inspire somebody sure, to do sure. something. Sure, sure. I mean, that is the beauty of art. Even, you know, music, um, painting, sculpture, you know, all kinds of art was, you, you know, was recognized to ignite the emotions. Just that most people don't know how to utilize that as actually useful. They either like um, like activating that emotion to be in it, and some people like being in their negative emotions. Some people like being in their so-called positive emotions. Some people like to ignite it to um, remember a certain time. But very few people are able to use igniting those emotions to release and to uh, actually process these emotions. And I feel like this is a very important step in our human development, not just our culture, but human development is truly understanding these emotions and how much they are ruling our lives. And most of it is being generated through artificial means and just reigniting old traumas from the past um, and keeping people in depleting energy. But as you're saying, because that depleting energy is there, so is charging energy for inspiration. They're both both available. And once again, by looking at it through the uh, a precise perception, you can utilize the so-called um, uh, inspiring energies and choose to not utilize the debilitating or negative energy, but to use those energies to process and to release. 
So you use so-called positive to inspire, to move toward things, and then you use the so-called negative to empty or to rid. But first you have to be interested in finding that association. What is this character on this show representing for me? And dreams can be used like this as well. Many books have been written about that you can do a lot of um, internal work through the dream state, which I agree with 100%, especially when you get into different types of lucid dreaming and that type. So utilizing everyone and everything for your teacher, and that way you're staying out of judgment. And in the case of inspiration, if you are in the moment feeling that energy come into you, basically you're just taking that emotion that you're feeling and redirecting it uh, toward an action that that you're actually physically doing in your life, most likely, right? Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, most emotional reactions, you know, in the moment are just connected to, you know, uh, many similar situations throughout the past and... Most people are looking for some type of emotional stimulation uh, because we've been kind of trained that that is what uh, life is about, is <laughs> stimulating these emotions because that's what works in marketing and that's what works in government control, so to say. So, you know, if you keep people emotional, you keep them disorganized. And we're not going to go down, you know, any paths of conspiracy or anything like that. But it is just a fact if chaotic energy cannot be organized. So our culture doesn't support um, this uh, type of just uh, understanding of the emotions because it's going to give the power back to the individual. And, uh, you know, and that's what we're we're here to to help um, you know, to hopefully inspire people to put the healing, to put wellness, to put, um, you know, inspiration in each individual's hands themselves rather than needing to look for something external. But while the external things are there, hey, let's utilize them. Let's make use of them. Not just cry over a movie and just cry and be sad just to be sad, but to associate with that with what is this connected to? Oh, this is connected to I lost a brother back when I was such and such years old, and I'm still upset over that. So so we can get to a point to where, once again, you know, celebrating that time that that person had with their brother, whether it was seven years or 10 years or 20 years or whatever, that you can make more out of appreciation of a limited amount of time than some people that are together for a whole lifetime and they never make any kind of connections. So the whole idea of a time frame equating to level of connection, once again, has to be dropped. And uh, that's what helps, you know, us to learn to stay more in the present moment, to be more grateful for everything that's happening around us and with us, and to stay out of despair because the despair is, is an opportunity to grow. So, you know, remember that failure people is just that it is an opportunity to grow and there's nothing wrong with failing so accept your failures and then just look to do a little bit better each and every day and this is just a a path that that never ends and every day is just a stepping stone and as long as you win a little battle each day you're progressing toward uh, something much much better because if you do those little changes over a hundred days which is very short. It's just a little over three months, and three months go by really fast. But if you do something consistently for those 100 days, you will affect change. 
and not only in yourself, but in those around you. Because due to the law of resonance, um, frequencies have to come together or it creates friction to push uh, one or the other frequency away. So standing in power and standing in frequencies, uh, we don't need to force those frequencies. We don't need to force those opinions. Just standing your strength and be able to share it without emotion and you won't be as likely to be knocked off or have some uh, an emotional reaction uh, somewhere down the road. We appreciate your interest in self-growth, conscious communication, and continuing to ask the wise wise. And remember, gradual changes over long periods of time equals lasting results. The information in this podcast has been developed over 20 years by Alexander in his observation of his personal life, private practice, and professional environments. This information is meant for educational purposes only and is not suggested as a replacement for traditional therapies or medications. As a matter of fact, we suggest to not believe any of this information, nor any of the information out there in the world. Remember, knowledge plus experience equals wisdom. Seek the wise. We are looking forward to continuing to provide this information through this platform, and if you are drawn to support us, you can do so by the following. Sharing is caring. Share the podcast with like-minded individuals. Emotional responsibility and energetic wisdom can save the world. If you are drawn to support us monetarily, you can do so by visiting our patron page where you can make a monthly donation in exchange for exclusive Wise Wise perks. You can do this by visiting wise-wise.com slash patron, P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Next, you can head over to Alexander's website where you can book private consultations in person, by phone, or on Skype. Find out more information on his live performances, class schedules, products, including birth chart analysis reports and music, and check out more information on his sound therapy tables. To do so, you can visit vibrotune.com, V-I-B-R-O-T-U-N-E.com. Finally, if you have been searching your entire life for consciously created apparel featuring the WiseWise logo apparel, Alexander themed clothing, or other alternative perspective designs, you can head over to Verity's Apparel, where you can find all that and more. That is veritiesapparel.com, V-E-R-I-T-E-E-S-A-P-P-A-R-E-L.com. We want to thank you for being part of this journey.